Hi there, it's Nikki. I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you knew about our free on-demand copywriting training. Whether you're brand new to copywriting or you just can't seem to hit your income goals, this training is for you. You'll learn the three secrets to landing freelance copywriting work without wasting time on frustrating job bidding sites like Upwork and Fiverr or cold calling strangers. And if you've listened to any of the student stories on this podcast, this is the exact same training they all got started with. I'm talking about Kate Kay, who's making six figures working part-time and who just retired her husband to help her run the business. Stuart, who replaced his full-time salary with freelance copywriting work, and then some. Stacy, who hit six figures in six months, her very first year as a full-time freelancer. Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Are you ready to learn the keys to copywriting success? My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 20 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. My co-host Kate Sitars and I, along with the rest of the Filthy Rich Writer team, are sharing everything we've learned in our decades in the industry so that you can start and scale a successful copywriting business of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Build Your Copywriting Business Podcast. Hey there, Kate. Hello. 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 I almost thought I wasn't going to get the second hello I there. know. I know. I feel like I've... Ooh. The one just doesn't feel enough. And then, yeah, that was weird. That felt weird. It threw me. It threw me. I'll be honest. Um, okay. So getting into the actual topic of the episode, we're going to talk about your website, everyone. As a professional copywriter, you need a website. This is a non-negotiable uh, can you start pitching before you have a website? Absolutely. Yes. But you better make sure you are working on that website at the same time because you will not be taken seriously without it. You can say, oh, I'm actually in the process of building my website, but that process can't be lasting indefinitely. You need a website. There might be some small businesses that don't look for it. And yes. And so that's why we often recommend best clients start pitching because you can add a lot of value and they might not look for that portfolio. But if you want to start working with any, even small businesses though, frankly, I've worked with small businesses that expect it and ask for it. So mm-hmm. yeah, you don't you delay. Exactly. Yeah. So get on top of that. And this episode is designed to help you get on top of that. Cause I know that sometimes, especially when we have to write for ourselves, it's overwhelming. You will be surprised at the difference between writing for yourself and writing for a client. Writing for a client, it's so much easier to go, okay, well, yeah, I know I have to do this and this and this. And cause this is the process that Nikki and Kate taught me. And okay. But for some reason, when we have to write for ourselves, we go, oh my gosh, where do I start? So the first thing to remember is that this is a copy project just like any other copy project. Yes, the client in this case is yourself, but you shouldn't be treating it any differently than any other copy project. Yeah. I think too many copywriters and where things go wrong and where hurdles happen, where you start feeling frankly bad about your portfolio is that you 
just go straight to whatever platform you're using and you start typing copy into WordPress, into Squarespace, into Wix, whichever one you're using, or if it's another one, and you just start writing and you haven't done all of the steps that you should be doing with every single project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd, this one. exactly. You'd never do that with a client, right? No. You wouldn't be like, oh, I kind of think I know what they want. So I'm just going to sit down and start writing. Of course not. So yes, it is your own site, but it's still super important to start with a creative brief mm-hmm. and actually write out, okay, what is the purpose of this website? Who is my target audience? What does this page have to do? What does this messaging need to say? So like, quite frankly, you might do a creative brief for every single page. So your homepage, your portfolio page, your contact page, your about page. I think those are pretty much all the necessary pages. You might have others, but if you're doing others and you think it's important, then do a brief for it and make sure what what do you want people to get out of that particular page? And you might realize, oh, I, I don't need this page. Or you might realize, okay, this, this is what the call to action is. This is what I want people to do on this page. This is the goal. This is without that, you're just flying blindly throwing copy up on your site and it's not going to work how you want it to work. If, if each page is, doesn't have focus, doesn't have a clear next step, doesn't a client's going to go there and be like, Mm -hmm. exactly. Just like in any other copy project, each piece of copy on your site has to have a purpose. I think that's one of the biggest tip-offs that a, that a copywriter didn't do a creative brief first is when we're reviewing their portfolio on one of our coaching calls, for example, um, and we go, okay, I don't understand the purpose of this section. And sometimes we'll, if the client, a student client, if the student is on the call, we'll say, Okay, um, let me just ask you a question. Did you write this copy because the template had a section here and you thought, ooh, I should have some copy here? And that is oftentimes what happens. And, I, and again, that is a byproduct of being like, well, I have to fill in this template, so I'm going to mm-hmm. fill it in with copy. But that's not the, the – the, especially you're a copywriter. The, the template should not be driving the copy. And the great thing about these templates in, again, whether Squarespace or Wix or Verb or any of those other ones, they're all drag and drop mostly, or you can suppress sections or there's a little bit of a learning curve, but it's really not much. You don't have to have stuff in there just for the sake of having it in there. Every single piece of copy in your website should have a purpose. And Mm -hmm. if you can't identify what that purpose is, then that copy has no business being there. Because remember, a client is coming to your website, yes, to evaluate you and to decide whether they should get in touch with you. But if they get to your website and your website is wordy or it's not geared toward them, which we'll get into in just a second, or it's it's chaotic, it's haphazard, they can't tell what you're trying to say – they're going to assume that that's the exact same kind of result they're going to get from you. And they're not going to get in touch with you. Yeah. The bulk of your work, just like every other project is pre-work. It's before writing. There's so much that's happening before writing. And so to Nikki's point of each point or each, all the copy having a purpose, it also needs to have focus because what I feel like I see a lot with student portfolios is that your mess, your messaging is getting mixed where you start talking about yourself and I think, okay, this is going to lead to an about page and I should click through to an about, but then it transitions into talking about portfolio stuff and it transitions into contact me and suddenly I'm going to the contact form and there's all these different mixed messages in there. So outlining what 
each. So if you have a template you're working with, okay, what, what is the purpose of each section? And then, okay, what's along with purpose slash focus. If you want to use like put one word or a phrase, this, the purpose of this section is it's going to lead for my portfolio. Okay. So then there shouldn't be anything about that would be on an about page or be on a contact form. It should be about leading the client to your portfolio. Mm-hmm. So picking that one word and key focus for that section and making sure you stick stick to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just just like, we'll say this probably a couple of times, but just like in any other project, don't write for the sake of writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and make sure as well, just as like you doing a, a creative brief for yourself, make sure that you do, that you get your brand voice down and you understand mm-hmm. your tone guide for yourself. Now, when you, on your portfolio, you will have pieces from uh, for other clients or spec projects, and the client will be able to see that you can write in different brand voices. But you need to figure out what your brand voice is, and that brand voice needs to be consistent on every page. Uh, we'll see that that will be a piece of feedback that we'll give relatively often as well. I'll say all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think this is actually one of the the biggest hurdles for people, whether you know it or not. I think some people definitely realize and recognize that this is a hurdle for them. Writing for myself is hard. We all agree. But it's probably because you haven't explored what you want to sound like. And I think we, especially as copywriters, we see a lot of inspiration out in the world of other copywriters, other copywriting portfolios, how other copywriters are talking. And we feel like we have to adopt some of that, that we have to call ourselves a conversion copywriter or use thought leadership and SEO copywriter and convert and revenue and all of these these terms that we feel like we have to somehow incorporate or buzzwords that we feel like we have to incorporate and i think or the for, the sassy persona i see right, that so yes. often they yes i'm a sassy copier i mean they don't actually literally say that but that is that is the tone and it's getting overdone. Well, the, the girl boss tone, I feel oh. like, is the glitter speak yeah. is to reference. Eliza Schlesinger has a great special on Netflix. Your website should, of course, and I think new copiers, especially as you're writing your site, you feel like, well, I've, I've never worked with a client yet, or, you know, I, I only have spec pieces. How, how can I say I'm going to help you do X or Y or Z? And so I would recommend listing out all of the skills that you have. You've done the training, presumably, if you're creating your portfolio. If you haven't, get copywriting training. You need to know how to have write copy and have experience <laughs> with, with spec ads. That should go without saying. But um, so write out, you know, you know the difference between features versus benefits. You know how to write a clear call to action. It can be that simple. And so write out this list of all of the things that you've done. I have experience writing emails. I know how to write a compelling subject line that might increase open rates or that I, you know, you've practiced maybe in your own inbox to say, here's subject lines in my inbox. Here's how I'd rewrite them. And I think would help bump up open rates or whatever it is, but you're going to realize how much you do have to offer and how much value you do have to bring to a client, which will hopefully get you over that hurdle. Yeah. And this is not for use on the website, by the way, with Kate saying is make out this list of the things you've learned to remind yourself 
of the work that you've done and the skills that you've honed so that when you get to writing your website and you talk about the benefit to consumer, which as a copywriter, you know, is very Mm -hmm. important. You're going to want that all over your website that Mm -hmm. you can say, all right, yes, I do know how to, I have learned how to write copy. And so I know more than someone who has not learned how to write copy, which will be Mm -hmm. the vast majority of your clients. Well, and then just to, to quickly go back to the brand voice, the consistency across pages, I think that sometimes when we haven't made those brand voice to sit and some of us think, well, it's just my voice, but our voices change day to day. You know, some days I'm very serious. Some days I'm totally goofy. And if you just go by how you're feeling that day, which we see a lot on newer copywriting, uh, newer copywriter websites, the, the homepage will be very straightforward. And then you get to the, you know, the contact page and it's kind of silly and jokey. And it, if you can't have a consistent, if you can't demonstrate a consistent brand voice for yourself across your website, how can a client expect you to do it for them? So back to that, that same point, you are putting your best foot forward with your website. So you want to show all of your best skills as a copywriter on your website. Yeah. And to that point, I think thinking through how you do want to present yourself and sound. So what is obviously a consistent voice, but not getting in your head of how you think you should sound, how other people sound, how other copywriters sound, how you think clients want you to sound, which if you're working with every client's different. So yes, you want there to be a clear benefit to your clients, but in terms of the word choices and the tone that you are using for yourself, forget about everything else. If you're trying to please every single client, you're not going to have a consistent tone of voice. Mm-hmm. You're, you're just not. Um, mm-hmm. If you're trying to write, oh, if I wanted to write for this client, I would write in this brand voice and they would have this brand voice. It is your brand voice. And so tuning out everything that you feel like you have to be, need to be, should be, and really spending some time with how you want to present your copywriting career, how you want to position yourself in the market. And you don't want to be the same as everyone else. You don't want to just do what someone else is doing. Yeah. First of all, you don't know if it works. Like (laughs) you don't know if they're getting clients. You don't know. Uh, But second, because you want to be your own copywriter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All you have to demonstrate is consistency in your brand mm-hmm. voice. Pick a brand voice and demonstrate consistency. The place to demonstrate all the different types of brand voices is in your portfolio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be consistent in your brand voice on your website. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and remember but- that it can change. Be consistent now, but a year from now, you might have learned and grown and the world keeps turning, times keep changing. So that your portfolio and this goes for everything. It's not, it's not, it should not be a static document where you do it one and then done and I'm never visiting it again. Throughout your first few years as a copier, you're going to be going back or you should be going back to it frequently because you're going to get better pieces. You're going to have better work that you want to put in there. You're going to swap out some of the spec pieces. Maybe you keep some spec pieces for a specific industry that you want to work with clients and you don't have an actual piece yet. Fine. But you will be swapping things out. You will be changing probably the the copy on your site. You might do a new tone guide for yourself a year from now or two years from now. And that is fine. So flipping your mindset of this is going to be perfect. No, 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 no. You want this to be 
um, I forget who said it. I'm sure this came from somewhere, but done is better than perfect. And I think mm-hmm. that applies very much so with your portfolio. Yeah. Put your best foot forward. Yeah, absolutely. Do some thinking about it. Do the pre-work before you start writing. And then after you write it, edit it. And if you're a CCA student, let us give you feedback. Yes. But don't hold yourself in this, well, I can't do it because it's not going to be perfect because then it's never going to get done. Mm-hmm. No. Um, I think another thing that you have, you have to keep in mind, it's a copy project. Who is your target audience? What Mm -hmm. does your target audience, which in this case, spoiler alert is going to be potential clients. What do they need to hear? I think that's Mm -hmm. a big mistake. We see a lot. People start talking about what they want to say versus what the target audience needs to hear. Um, you see a lot of, well, I love copywriting. I'm passionate about writing. I've always loved writing. And that is gentle so love. No one cares. I know yeah. that's not very gentle, but sometimes we need to hear it. <laughs> it doesn't make it gentle just by shouting no. gentle love, Kate. Um, <laughs> but I appreciate what you're saying. Um, yes, it's 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 wonderful that you are passionate about copywriting. That's fantastic. But it's not something that your your target audience, your your potential clients, care about. They care they know about- that you're you're a copywriter. They got to your site. From presumably either pitching you, probably not from search, but maybe. So they came to your site probably because of pitch. They clicked the link to your portfolio. So they know what you are. They know what copywriting is. Mm -hmm. I know we've said this before. Don't educate your clients. They, if they're on your site, they, they are looking to hire you. Mm -hmm. Yes. You don't need to tell them that words are important. Mm -hmm. They're already at the stage of evaluating whether they should get in contact you to hire, get in contact with you to hire you. So they don't, you don't need to convince them that words are important. You don't need to tell them what copywriting is. And I know that sometimes people are like, well, what what if they, people stumble across my website? Nobody's going to stumble across your website. They're going, the only reason they're going to get to your website, like Kate said, is because you pitched them or maybe you were referred by someone else, or maybe you had, I always use a business card example. I can't even remember the last night I had a business card, but say you had a business card and you gave someone your business card. The only reason they're going to come to your website, if they are a true potential client is to, whether is to evaluate whether or not they want to get in touch and hire you. We're not writing the website for people who randomly find it because they found your business card on a subway seat. You know, we, we're not writing to those people anyway. So remember where they are in the process. They're in the process of evaluating whether or not they should get in touch with you. Not even yet whether they should hire you because the next mm-hmm. step in the process is to get in touch with you. Um, but so you don't need to you don't need to sell them on the concept of copywriting or why words are good or any of that kind of stuff. Don't educate them just about copywriting. Tell them what they're going to get out of working with you. What is the end benefit of your copywriting services? How are you going to benefit their business? And make that clear across your site. Make it the main focus of your site because what else could they possibly need to know? Not mm-hmm. that you and you live with your husband, two small kids, and a cat, which is fine. But if you're going to put that on your about page, it better be at the very, very bottom. Some character information is great, but it's not the key piece of information. What they need to know on your about page, which we always laugh, your about me page is not about you. It's about them. It's about what you can do for a potential client. Keep all of your copy focused on your potential client. And just like with any other copywriting project, do some work, walk away and come back to it. 
and evaluate it again and make sure that it's really talking to your potential clients, not talking to your mom or you, or it's not a personal website. If you have a personal blog, this is not the place to put it. Keep it focused on your client or potential Mm -hmm. clients. And of course, your portfolio is another important page. Um, we have actually, we did a whole episode about your portfolio. So we'll, we'll link to that there and we go really deep into it. You need a contact page and be be cognizant of what goes on that contact page as well. Contact form. Don't just throw your email address up or your phone number. Good Lord, you're going to get some spam. Um when when people, I, I've said this on that episode, but test your form, and I will continue saying this to the end of time, test your form, make sure it works, but also because that piece of copy that should pop up to let people know that the form was successfully submitted is another opportunity for your to have your copy shine. So look for those little opportunities where you might be able to infuse a little bit more of your brand voice, whereas there are going to be areas, for example, your portfolio write-ups of who the client was, what the challenge was for the project, how you solved it, where there's a little less opportunity necessarily to infuse. It might be a little more straightforward is all that's to say on that type of page. But those little submitting the form, copy around the form are opportunities. Look at everything as you would again, for the client project as an opportunity to put your best foot forward, put the best copy that matches the the brand voice that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's, it's what we started out by saying in a nutshell, don't treat this project as any different than any other copy project. Give this project the same respect that you would a, a client project and don't skip any of the steps. Go back through and, and take all of those steps in a, a very strategic way. Um, if this is your first big project, great, congratulations, but take it seriously. You know all the steps that you have to go through. And on top of that too, great news, you know all the steps you have to go through and you can get feedback, CCA students, you can get feedback from your fellow students and from our coaches so that you can you can get help with anything that oh you might have missed and you but you put your put your best foot forward first. It's a, it's a copy piece. Like if your client gets to your homepage and it's not reflective of some of your best work, they might not get to your portfolio where you, maybe you have the best portfolio pieces in the world. How are they going to yeah. get there if yeah. the copy if they look at your homepage and say mm, this. This is clearly yeah. so it's unorganized, it's unfocused, it doesn't, what's the benefit? If there's no benefit right there, hitting them in the face, mm-hmm. who knows how long you'll keep them there. Yeah. As a, as a, as a business owner, I am evaluating potential vendors all the time for all kinds of different things. And I will tell you that anybody within the marketing field, if I get to their website and they can't market themselves I'm not interested because if you can't market yourself and identify opportunities to market yourself and market yourself in the best way, I can never trust that you're going to be able to do it for me and my business. So (laughs) treat it like a copy project. Treat it like a copy project because it is and probably one of your first and most important ones. So get help, get feedback. Absolutely. Feedback, qualified feedback. Don't go ask your mom. Don't go ask your husband, whatever. Um, get qualified feedback from your fellow students and the coaches and the CCA, but, um, but make it the best that you can. Don't just throw something up there because you needed to cross it off your list. It's too important. 
Okay, so you have some work to do. <laughs> if you don't yet have your website up there, it's time to get started on it. If you do already have your website up there, go back to it now with fresh eyes. Now that you've heard this episode and all the things we've talked about, mm -hmm. go back to it with fresh eyes. And if and you think, oh, this copy's bad, I've been there. We've all yeah. been there. Again, mm -hmm. times change. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's the beauty of it. And if you need to do a rewrite, what's your first step going to be? Kate? Creative brief. Yes. Pick me, pick me. <laughs> Kate's a winner. Uh, start with a creative brief. If you didn't, if you wrote it before and you didn't start with a creative brief, guess what? Start with a creative brief now. It'll make it such a, so much more of a, a pleasant and easy process when you know what you're trying to write versus just writing anything for the sake of filling space. You're going to end up with a much better project. Okay. So is everybody prepared with their homework? Yes, of course I am. Yay, Nikki, thank you. Okay, you're the best. That's what I thought you would say. Okay, so get to work. <laughs> and with that, we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Like what you heard? Subscribe to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast so you never miss any copywriting tips, tools, or tactics. And if you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at freecopywritingtraining.com. We'll catch you in the next episode.